Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Good afternoon, everyone. Two minutes past three on a Wednesday afternoon. Welcome to the show. Kimbo and The Rooch with you for the next two hours, starting at our new time slot of 3 p.m. right through until 5 p.m. So thank you for joining us, if in fact you have. Uh, We're live from Studio Lumo, thanks to our great friends at Hyundai and Balfour's. Did The Rooch make it on time? Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch, Damn it, he did. <laughs> Hello, Rooch. Well, if I came with my Melbourne Cup horse, I would not be here. Well, yeah, I'd be here late. So what was your horse again? Uh, for some reason. Well, I mean, you know how you just pick a name? Because I, I, I wouldn't know the form guide and all that like you do. You're, mm. you're the master of that. But you know, you get an omen, or you get someone who says something, or you find a name that you like, colours, favourite number, all that. that resonates. Well, I was having coffee with Jeff Kingston, sixty-one All Australian. Is, is this a West long? Is this a long story? <laughs> well, sort of. <laughs> anyway, he was talking about this documentary where he had seen that mythical thing called the Italian Mafia. I always say mythical. Mythical, because you're scared. <laughs> and we were talking about um, some of the programs, some of the great documentaries, books, etc. Anyway. After looking at the field, and there was Camorra in there, which is an Italian mafia unit. Yes, by uh, Ben and J.D. Hayes. Finished last. Trained. Well, it was the last horse to finish, sorry. Yeah. Last horse to finish. A lot of people could have told you that, Rooch. Well, it was just a bit of fun. <laughs> What's Camorra mean? No, it's, it's one of the names of one of the mafia clans. Oh. Yes. Good people. Very good people. <laughs> Very good people. Well, I love it if oh. I don't say anything. There's just no. silence. Very good people, You, you get Kim. nervous. All no. right, so I gather from that that you didn't have a win. You call me the master. Well, if you're a master, you're normally uh, successful. I was so close. Oh, like, not another one. Yes, like many people this would relate to this. This is Maxwell Smart sort of stuff, is it? Missed it, mate. Smart. <laughs> well, they're going down the straight. They're 300 from home. I thought, right, I'm on gold trip. I'm a trifecta. Can I um, hold you up here? Yes, Explain to me the logic. I mean, everyone's got tactics in this race, but the horse that went with pace early in the straight, what was that uh, all about? Knight's Order. Yeah. I am not sure. Ridden what by was Timmy that about? Clark. I'm not, well, it, I ended up leaving that out of my trifecta. And yeah. I think when we spoke the day before, it was one that I had in the mix mm. because if it was going to be wet. It loved the wet track. Uh, it leads, so it gets out of trouble. But it drew 24, and you can't put them all in. So when you're having box trifectas, so in the end, I bit the bullet and I left it out, hoping that it'd get caught wide. Sorry if you, anyone out there backed it. And it did. It was stuck three, four wide, couldn't get in. So I think he just got to the stage he thought, right, well, I want burning petrol here. Oh, okay. I might Go as well. But he really went for it. 
And look, go it, early? It, uh, yeah, I think so. But it, uh, he was stuck out. It held on for ninth position. So wow. it was a pretty damn good run. Gee, there were some big finishes. Um, anyway, so I had uh, Gold Trip, and you'd heard me talk about Emissary because I was having trouble yes. saying the name. Yes. So I had first and second. I didn't care which one won Rouge. And then I looked, and I could see Devel Legend. I thought it was going to, the favourite was going to hang on for third. So I thought, well, I've got the trifecta. This is going to play fairly mm. well. Mm. Then I see this thing flashing down the outside. Yes. And because of my hearing, I couldn't hear what it was. So I sort of half thought I'll barrack for that because I had a few others. Well, Roots, the trifecta could have paid 100000 with another yes. ruffie. Yes. Um, well, maybe not so because it was a ruffie and it paid 17000 But uh, mm. I did not have high emotion. So I had, I'm um, just looking at here, I had first, second, fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh. Damn it. Missed it by that much. Hope you had a winning day out there. We'll play the last 400 of the Melbourne Cup very, very shortly. Some mates of mine did. Got the trifecta or? Well, they spent a fortune on Powerball, right? Yep. Fortune. To which they got a $4 dividend, so to speak. <laughs> yes. From all, You should have seen all these tickets they had. I couldn't believe it. Mm. Like, okay, what, what did you do here? Did you actually buy every ticket in Powerball? Oh, no, you probably would have bought it. system entries. Yeah, well, that's what they did. Yeah. Anyway, then. Next, how'd you go? Uh, we won four bucks. Hang on a minute. You outlaid so much mm. and you got four back. Right. So they decided to put five bucks in to just do, you can do these auto trifectas, I guess. Yes, yes, yeah, mystery trifecta. They yep. got it. Really? With five bucks. They each put five bucks in. So they got the trifecta, paid yes. 17000 yes. They get all of it or 50% of it? or Oh, I, I didn't, didn't ask know. all that. You'd I, be happy with it. Hang on, you've, you've spent all that money on Powerball, got four bucks. Spend five bucks on a trifecta each, and you're getting 17 grand. Well, you've got to be in it to win it, Rouge. Yeah. Big show coming up at 3.30. We'll be joined by Port Adelaide AFLW coach Lauren Arnell. Just to wrap up the season, have a bit of a chat. She's been very generous in affording yes. her time to us right throughout the year. Looking forward to this, Rouge. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we allow everyone to play. We are bringing back Beat the Boys for the month of November. You have a chance to win a $1,000 petrol voucher, a Ooh, fuel that's voucher. Gold. That is gold. For $1,000, we'll announce the winner on the day we leave, which will be December the 2nd, I think it is, Rooch. Or are we going the 1st? Oh, 1st, sorry. Yeah. yeah, December the 1st is our last day. You're all over that. Yeah, yes. Normally, can't tell me what time it is. Yeah. Um, $1,000, thanks to Hyundai. It's really simple. When we ask a little later in the show, it'll be around three fifty. All you have to do is give us a call on our number, 1300 736 736. Bump up Benny, our producer, will pick out three questions he has sorted. We have not seen them. You get to choose who you want to take on. Do you want to take on Rooch in Beat the Boys or do you want to take on me? Oh, the, this is for Mario, this, this isn't will, it? There'll be three general knowledge sporting questions. Oh, Mario's got to be in. Come on, Mario, ring in. Well, I don't, I don't know if Mario can talk. All he does is text. <laughs> It's open to everyone. Stuff, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a great prize, Roach, leading up to school holidays and people's holidays, $1,000 worth of fuel. Fuel yes, is so expensive exactly. at the moment. So if you win uh, one zero, if you win two zero, if it's zero zero, you don't qualify. Whoever beats us goes in the draw. So there'll probably be about 15, 20 people. We're doing, Benny, we're doing it once a day or twice a day? Once a day. For the next uh, four weeks. So we're only doing four days a week, Rouge. So that's uh, four, eight, 16. So you might be one of 10. Mm. I'd like to think we'd win some of them, Rouge. I hope so. Mm. Interesting. Hope so. 
I'll be interested who people select, whether they think you're an easy beat or if I'm an easy beat, Rooch. Anyway, that's coming up. Beat the boys. Who would you take on? No, not sure. You're not sure? Well, because I don't know what the basis of the question is. I know. Nor nor do I. Four o'clock, another big day of racing tomorrow with uh, Oaks Day. That's Ladies Day at Flemington. Miles Fitzner, star of SEN Track. He's based in Melbourne now. We'll give us a couple of winners, hopefully. 4.15, looking forward to this chat. Natalie Hurst, uh, the new coach of Adelaide Lightning. Do you know how many coaches they've had in their history, Rich? I'd say she's the 10th. Did you see me write that down? I just had a guess, seriously. Yeah, I just had a guess. That oh, is a pure guess. Did you hear me telling Benny about, Benny about that? I wasn't here then. Oh, that's true. You get in five minutes before the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 10th. Because yeah, Jan Sterling Do did, I get a point? Did 11 years. <laughs> Can I have a reserve point? They, they won't be that tough, the questions. Oh. Uh, Matty Randall joins us at uh, 4.35, the list guru. Yes. Um, we might have a chat about something that's sad that's happened in the last 24 hours, but... Uh, it's important to every sporting organisation, and that's volunteers. And the Sydney Swans have lost one, haven't they? Kenny Williams. Yeah, a man we've known. Well, we remember when the Swans moved up to Sydney in the Ron Barassi era, and there was this man behind the goals who would cheer them on. He'd be down in the rooms. Well, then he became part of mm. the Sydney Swans, and he ultimately was leading them in the club song. Sadly, missed one grand final because of ill health, yeah. but they certainly remembered him at the MCG for it. I saw and him interviewed in the crowd with yeah. his daughter um, in the prelim final of Sydney playing this year. And you could tell that he years. wasn't. Yeah, 93. Yeah, he's done but it tough recently, but he, he's a, He'd been a drink steward for a long time, but he preferred the title of hydrationist. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, everyone else was getting grand titles in footy. Why shouldn't he have one? Uh, we'll talk to Matty about that. There's always great people at clubs. We spoke about Ian Oswald at North Adelaide back in the day when I was there. Captain Mudguts, they called him. He was the sprigger and the boot cleaner there. But yeah. volunteers are crucial. Absolutely. Right. We've got to take a break. When we get back, we'll hear from Alistair Clarkson and we'll relive some of the magic moments of Melbourne Cup Day. This is Kimbo on the Rooch. We are live from Studio Lumo. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 3.16, thanks for your company. Just a reminder, this is our new time slot starting at 3pm right through till 5pm and that's the way it will be. Uh, the run home, thanks to Balfour's. So Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Lots to get through still, Roach. So the Redbacks are taking on New South Wales. We're day three. What's happening? So New South Wales declared five down for 389. South Australia in its 79th over is eight for 242. 147 runs behind mm. New South Wales on day three. And so that game is still pretty much alive, Kim. Mm. So... Yeah, the South Aussies just need to keep batting to at least make sure this becomes a draw. And the New South Welshmen need to get back in there and put up a lead of probably about 200-ish yeah, and Trav- then go for it on day four. Travis Head failed again, made eight. He looked very uh, frustrated. I saw that on the morning news. All right, let's get to the biggie, which is the ICC oh. World Cup. I watched England and New Zealand last night. It looked like it was going to be an absolute thriller. England got up by 20 runs in layman's terms. We've got two games on at the moment. We won't be dismissive of that. They're here at Adelaide Oval. Zimbabwe taking on the Netherlands. Zimbabwe are three for 53. Bangladesh take on India tonight at 6.30. 
back to the big question at hand. In layman's terms, how do Australia make the finals? Pray. <laughs> Simple as that. Because we need help. We need massive help. So you've got New Zealand, England and Australia all on five points. Yep. One game to play. New Zealand plays Ireland. Now, if there is an upset there, Ireland, even New Zealand could fall out out of leading this group all yep. the way. And they have a massive run rate of 2.233. So let's just say that uh, New Zealand will beat Ireland. Then England plays Sri Lanka. That's a tick for New Zealand. They're yep. in, right? So then we're talking about England and Australia. England, Sri Lanka. Yeah. Well, if England wins, they're going to be through. But now the run rates are the key here. So England's run rate is 0.547 in the positive. Mm-hmm. Australia's is minus yep. 0.304, to which the mathematicians are saying it's around a 60-run win that Australia needs against Afghanistan. It's all tricky when you get the run rates in it. So ultimately, we need our good friends from Salon to do us a favour and beat England. But if they gets, don't, if, well, if, if, they don't, if England, England and New Zealand win, yep. then it gets down to run rate. run rate and England play the final game, don't they? So they'll, they'll know. know. Yes. Yep. So we've got yeah, to absolutely would... belt Afghanistan yeah. and just hope there's an upset. And it's possible with Ireland. When you're chasing and, and Sri Lanka. Yeah, chasing run rates as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll get Barat. So pray. Yeah, we'll get uh, Barat Sundarasan on tomorrow to talk about those scenarios. As we head around the grounds, uh, the kangaroos have said goodbye to someone we're all very familiar with. Jared Polak. Remember the fuss there was Port Adelaide should do everything to keep Jared Polak. Well, he took a massive five-year deal to join the kangaroos. Five million bucks, we were always told, mm. and a lot of it paid up front. Bye-bye. See you later, Jared. So Alistair Clarkson has come in and thought, I'm not going down. Now, he's had some difficulties with injury, that's for sure. Uh, his form was terrible about two years well, ago. I remember you, you, watching him two years ago thinking, he's, he's lost it. You lose, you lose confidence. Oh, he did that. I just wonder, and we'll try and get Jared on, because we can't speak for him, mm. but so often... And, we could probably come up with other scenarios when people go for the big money offer. And I'm not saying that was wrong by him to do that. You set yourself Kim, up for life. You say yes every time to that deal. Well, or do you? Or do you look back and you think, my career went south after that. I would have been better off, you know, over that five-year period with 600000 no, less or no. whatever and been a very good player. I'll, give, I'll tell you why I'd say no to that, Kim. After what he went through with that ankle-foot injury, knowing that he was on the edge of that, at one stage, they were going to fuse it. He wouldn't have been mm. able to run again. Someone puts $5 million in front of you when you've got a risk factor on your feet, you're signing every time. All righty. Um, the Bombers have a new footy boss. Daniel McPherson. You remember him at Sydney when he played 111 yeah. games, 94 to 2003? I'm trying to think what number he wore. I do remember him. Oh, clearly. yeah. The image of him yeah. is very clear. Yeah. Now, he used to wear him and Matthew Nix. They could be similar. They have this, yes. Yes. Very well noted. Something to do with their hairdos. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, so how does he get to Essendon? Well, this is interesting because he's been at North Melbourne. But if you look further back, he was at Melbourne when Josh Marnie was there. As a, so Daniel was there as a forwards coach. Josh mm. Marnie was there as footy chief and all other sorts of roles, like he's had at Essendon recently. You can just imagine he's pretty well aware of what's available out there. Had a connection with Daniel McPherson. Said, right, come along here to, to Essendon and help us rebuild this football program. All right, we've got to go to another break. We'll hear from Alistair Clarkson on the other side of the break. But uh, we'll go into the break, though, with the last 400 metres of yesterday's Melbourne Cup and with Gold Trip reigning supreme. 
is Doval Legend presenting and Gold Trip down the outside. Emissary is behind those. Gold Trip moves up, takes the lead from Doval Legend. 250 metres to go. Emissary running on. Gold Trip, 150 metres to go, wondering about getting tired. Emissary is trying very, very hard, but Gold Trip is brave. 100 to go, a length and a half Emissary. Gold Trip is going to win the Lexus Melbourne Cup. Gold Trip wins it in a real staying contest for the ages. Two legs Emissary, late third high emotion. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Thank you for your company, 327. Just a reminder, Balfour's, no matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Great supporters of sport and the community here in South Australia. They've been making people happy since 1853. Hey, Lauren Arnell coming up after 3.30. Getting used to all these new times, Rooch, because we are now on between 3 and 5, and that'll be the case next year as well. Uh, and after Lauren Arnell, we'll be doing a little competition, Beat the Boys. So you can give us a call on 1300 736 736. You can pick either Roach or myself to play against, depending who you think's the dumbest. And oh. uh, if you can beat us in a best of three quiz on sport. Not dumbest, Kim. Well, they'll be looking for the weakest link. Well, the, yeah, the easy beat, but not the dumbest. Well, we could, I've given plenty of dumb answers over the years. Uh, you can win $1,000 worth of fuel. So you'll basically get down to a one in 10 chance. Mm. We'll draw it on December the 1st. And coming into holidays, $1,000 of free petrol, all thanks to Hyundai. Great price. Now, Alistair Clarkson was back at work yesterday. Well, not to use a pun, but he just bounced his way into Arden Street. He looks re-energised, doesn't he? He does, but he's got a bit to deal with. And that was the first question he was asked when he was doorstepped on his way into the North Melbourne Footy Club. Chris, Jason, myself have gone through a tough tough four weeks without a doubt, but um, we're pleased that the the terms of reference are have been stamped by the AFL and um, we just await for uh, information from the AFL when all that will commence. But, um, yeah, looking forward to, to the, the chance to contribute to that and, um, in the meantime, get on with what we need to do here. How confident are you, Alison? Do you need to juggle your responsibilities as coach with that investigation? Yeah, I suppose the advantage for Chris and I is we've been around the game for a long period of time, so it's just a matter, a matter of compartmentalising things and... Um, yeah, obviously the, the investigation will take our, our most significant priority over the over the course of the next you know five or six weeks, or however long it takes. Um, in the meantime, we've got a really good team of people. I mean, they've uh, they've they've worked pretty pretty well without me the last four or five weeks. So I'm sure they'll do the same. I'll I'll just come in and out of the program and see fit. But the the number one priority will be to contribute to that investigation. Alison, do you think it's appropriate that you start coaching with the investigation ongoing? Um, well, that's a, a decision that's been made by the by the club and myself. You know, the, the, the minute they are just allegations, and we're uh, we're going to defend ourselves pretty pretty strongly in uh, in the investigation. And um, like anyone in this in this world, um, until the allegations are proven, you should be able to get on and live your life. How confident are you that you will be cleared of these allegations? Yeah, we'll work through that with the with the AFL investigation. But um, you know, all, all all we do know is that there's been three or four clubs in the competition over the last um, over the last 20 years they've been really really strong clubs uh, really really successful clubs and those clubs have all had magnificent cultures and Hawthorne's been one of those so um, I'd be uh, I'd be very very surprised if we weren't able to put a, a really really strong case forward that 
um, that these uh, that these allegations um, have been reported in a different way than we saw them when we were at the club. All righty, we've made our reports uh, very clear on that. Uh, the investigation was very poorly handled to start with. Uh, it's one-sided. I'm afraid it's one-sided. So we'll let that uh, take its course. Yeah, we're not dismissing no, anyone's views no. on this, but it should have been a complete investigation, not a one-sided one. Terribly handled. Yep. And uh, also another press conference on a main road. Bloody ridiculous, <laughs> Roach. Uh, quickly a text here from uh, Steve the Kangaroo. Afternoon, Kimbo. <laughs> oh, and you, Roach. <laughs> uh, thank goodness North have moved on Jared Pollock. Uh, what a disgraceful pick-up he was. Great work, Brad Scott. A little bit of sarcasm there from Steve the Kangaroo. Mm. News coming up. Then we're chatting to Lauren Arnell. Then get on the dog and bone if you want to win $1,000 worth of fuel. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Just after 3.30, Kimbo and The Roots with you. We are live from Studio Luma USA. Thanks to our great friends at Hyundai. Don't forget, the Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. It is a wonderful vehicle. Looking forward to our next chat, Roach, as we dissect uh, Port Adelaide's first season in the AFLW. And we also get to thank their coach, who's made herself available to us right throughout the year, which we greatly appreciate, Lauren Arnell. Lauren, thank you for joining us again. Always great to talk to you both, Kimbo. It's, uh, <laughs> the sun's back out in Adelaide, which is really nice and yeah, good to chat after a pretty hectic season. Oh, I think hectic's an understatement. We'll, we'll get into the year that's just <laughs> unfolded, but how are you? Because it was all so rushed, the process, uh, to bring the sides in, to get your pre-season done, to form a new program. Have you? Do you feel like your feet have touched the ground? <laughs> yeah, I think there's certainly been elements of that throughout the last six months. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's actually been wonderful. I'm surrounded by great people at a great footy club and we have real optimism for what's to come in our future. While we're a little bit frustrated about some of our results and games that we feel we could have won that didn't fall our way, um, we're really optimistic yeah, about think... what's in front of us. So looking forward to that. I thought there were some really good signs. We'll get into those shortly. Let's go back to you, though, because it has been a whirlwind this six months. And mm. does it? Do you feel like you live in South Australia now or do you feel like you're visiting? How, how does it feel for you? <laughs> I mean, where's your head at? <laughs> Yeah, it has been a little bit nuts. I mean, um, I've probably had one or two weekends where I've been able to explore the state. I had a camping weekend down at Deep Creek at one point and um, little bits and pieces of visits. I was at the York Peninsula after the showdown week because that was a Friday night game, so I got time to go and explore the York Peninsula, which was lovely. So, yeah, now I guess a few more opportunities with weekends opening up a little bit to to get around uh, SA a little bit more and... Yeah, I certainly do feel like a, a Port Adelaide person. I have a great affinity with the York Peninsula. I'll be heading over there tomorrow night. Uh, what, did oh, you good. Get, what did you get to see over there? Whereabouts did you go? Uh, my in-laws are actually building a retirement place down there. So um, they'll be moving there in the next few months, which is exciting. So we did a little bit of fishing and lucky enough to catch a couple of whiting. So well, it was a great time and beautiful place. So you're right down the bottom end, Marion Bay, or was it Port Vincent, Moonta? Uh, not quite. Probably, yeah, just a bit south of Wallaroo. So, okay. Yeah, nice spot. Oh, lovely. Mm. Okay, Lauren, we know the season has ended, but the business continues on. We know what happens in the AFL, exit meetings, and you've got to make three list changes <laughs> and so forth. What are the rules in AFLW for you? 
Uh, yeah, we we do need to complete formal exit meetings for all 30 players in the seven days post-season. So we're right in the thick of that at the moment. One challenging element is we don't actually have uh, sign and trade dates or uh, um, yeah. even a clear understanding of what list sizes will be going into the next season. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do the best we can with the information that we have um, and make sure that, you know, we've got a range of players who are from interstate as well um, who've, uh, who've set up here in Adelaide and, and really done a great job of diving in headfirst to, to what we do here at Port as well. So, yeah, we'll um, we'll make sure our athletes are, are taken care of going into this off season. So, Lauren, you were high in your praise of Naomi Maidman as your list manager for giving you a squad that is there for sustained success in the long mm. term. Have you got a clear picture of what you need immediately, though? Yeah, I think um, we definitely look to sharpen up our forward line where we can. Um, and then we're probably short a little bit in, in a bit more height as well. So yeah. perhaps, um, yeah, looking a bit more height around the ground and even another tall defender I think would be helpful on our list. But these are all things that Naomi's working really hard on already um, and, you know, will will be news for us hopefully in, in time to come. But while we don't have any real guidance on list size going into the next season or sign and trade dates, um, from the AFL, it's a little bit of a tricky one. Mm. We know your captain yeah. attracts us so much attention on and off the field. Uh, were you happy with the way that she was used this year or was that through necessity? Would you like to see her up forward a bit more to hit the scoreboard or is that not her role now? Oh, I think Erin's been amazing for our whole program and certainly her impact on field yeah. increased as the season went on and she's just been fantastic support on and off field for myself and, and the rest of her teammates. Um, and I think one exciting part that we saw from Erin, I don't think she would have ever played ruck before, but we were able <laughs> to find an opportunity in there for her to impact clearance to a different a different level than what others might expect. So. Yeah, look, she's been fantastic and, um, yeah, really proud of the way that she was able to perform, certainly in that second half of the season, um, you know, was fantastic. Kudos to your team for implementing that. Was that to shake the tag a little bit? Uh, it certainly helps. Yeah. I think um, if you're coming out of stoppage against a, a ruck as opposed to coming out of stoppage against a midfielder, then you, you are more likely to lose them on the way through, which is helpful when you're Aaron Phillips. Um but, yeah, I think also if, from my philosophy on that is if you've got another player in, in stoppage who has a real strength and ability to win clearance, then um, you're probably more likely to win clearance. So that was that was the thinking for myself behind that. Let's get into one tricky one from your last game. Uh, Maria Maloney received a two-match suspension. I reckon I've looked at it a dozen times. We spoke about it on the show <laughs> Monday, received an enormous amount of support. I thought the club had to challenge it. I cannot see two actions there. She was on the ground. She held onto yeah. her arm, which is perfectly legal. Why did the club not challenge it? Yeah, I can say it's um, it's been something we've worked through really heavily and, and sought legal counsel from that with, with our legal team here at the footy club. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, what I will say is uh, my understanding is the Eston play is okay and that I think is really important. Yep. Um, Marie is an incredibly fair player and someone I played an amount of footy with at Brisbane and um, yeah, we're disappointed with with that two-week suspension and, and we certainly explored all, all options around what opportunity we might have in challenging it and the, the advice was clear that we, we wouldn't be successful. So yeah, it is, it's a disappointing situation. Ah, but can, I can you, say, did they, can did you, they hit you on, 
Was that on the issue of what they brought up at the start of the issue about potential to cause injury? Was that the key sticking point? Um, I think from from day one in my role, I've been really clear in if there's any level of head injury, whether it's minor or major, yeah. um, the AFL seek to protect players in yeah, every situation, gotcha. and yeah. we've been really clear on that. Yeah. Uh, it staggers me. I know you can't talk, you obviously can't make too many comments about it, but you it could use that scenario route yeah. anywhere. So yeah. you're grabbing a girl's arm. Yeah, you don't know where she's going to end up. Kim, so you let it go in case she falls over. Kim, a young lady missed a grand final season six because of that. Uh, Montana McKinnon. Yeah. So we know where they're at. Yeah, now, Lauren, it's always interesting in an inaugural squad, those who have long tenure in football like Aaron Phillips did, has a, you know, a teenager girl who then had to stop and then. These young players you get, like Hannah Ewings, who is going to be sensations for the next decade. But the one who stands out for me, and I'd, I'd love your thoughts on how Olivia Levacki yeah. just converted herself from a <laughs> basketballer to a footballer this year. Oh, it's been amazing. And, you know, Olivia has found great successes as an athlete in basketball for so many years. And to have now played 10 games total of AFL um, and all of those at, at the highest level is just an incredible achievement. And, you know, she's come up against some of the stronger rucks in, in the comp this season and really held her own. And we've seen huge development in every game. And I think even as an older athlete that she is now, I'm really excited about her potential to improve and develop um, going into next season. We know you're really busy because you have all the exit interviews you have to do. Uh, if we asked you the question to give us your two biggest positives out of the last six months. <laughs> Two biggest positives out of the last six months. I think, as I said at the very start of this chat, I think, honestly, um, the optimism we have going into the future with the young list that we have is, is something we're, we're really excited about. And having three players named as rising stars through mm. a 10-round season mm. is exciting. And we think that probably Alex Ballard was a little bit stiff in that area for not getting yep. a nomination for herself. But, yeah, certainly the, the, youth, the youthful squad and, and the experience we have around them we're excited about. And then... The other bit would be the Port Adelaide people. I think having we're, we're the highest crowd numbers in the whole competition in this first season, and to have more than twenty thousand at Adelaide Oval for the showdown has just been uh, incredible. And I've felt just incredibly supported by the whole Port Adelaide community, and it's been a really special part of of coming here to Adelaide and, and working for Port Adelaide has just been. Yeah, amazing people and an amazing footy club to be a part of. Well, congratulations on what you've done. We totally believe there's a stack of positives, so we can't wait for season two. Who wins the flag? Oh, I think it's my old mob, Brizzy Lions. Yeah. I, I can't see them being beaten at all for the remainder of this season. And, um, yeah, they've sent the benchmark and they're performing exceptionally well at the right time of the year. They yep, are a class are. above, yeah, yep. no doubt about that. Lauren, Pinch thank one you of their again. forwards, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the advice, Ruth. So, um, <laughs> and thank you both for your support throughout this season. It's been great and um, looking forward to next year. Yeah, thank you again, Lauren. Uh, enjoy the exit interviews and have some downtime, all right? <laughs> thank you, guys. Will do. Uh, absolute beauty, Lauren Arnell there. And uh, they have got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, Rich, we need to go to a break, but we've been looking forward to this. Um, we brought back Beat the Boys. Oh, okay. We spoke about it earlier. Yes, all thanks to Hyundai. And this is perfect timing. We go on holidays on December the 1st. Yes. So on our last day, we'll be giving away $1,000 worth of fuel 
A thousand dollar petrol that's voucher. That's gold. I know. All thanks to Hyundai, uh, the Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. All you have to do is ring now. It's pretty simple. You can select whether you want to take on Rooch in a quiz or myself. It'll be best of three questions. If it ends up zero zero, there's a fair chance uh, you lose. Ooh. If you win one nil, break the bank or two one or two nil, you go in the draw. So you'll have a one in maybe. 15, 20, 30 chance of winning that $1,000 worth of fuel. So ring right now, one 736 736 and you can win $1,000 worth of petrol thanks to Hyundai. Well done. All-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 3.51 on a Wednesday afternoon. Not a bad day out there. Appreciate your company. This is the run home. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Just a reminder, at 4 o'clock, Miles Fitzner will try and help us find a winner for Oaks Day, Ladies' Day tomorrow at Flemington. Of course, he is the star of SEN track now, and he's based over there in Melbourne. We helped him get his start, Ruth. Yes, we did. But he's worked very hard to get yes. where he is. Natalie Hurst at 4.15, the new coach of Adelaide Lightning. She has a wonderful record, won about six or seven titles with the uh, Canberra, Canberra, Canberra. Capitals, was it? Capitals, no, yes, Capitals, yes, yep. you're right. Uh, and Matty Rendell at 4.30. But the phones have gone absolutely crazy, Roots. We've brought back Beat the Boys. This is a pretty yes. simple contest uh, or concept. There'll be three questions. Uh, whoever wins the best of three goes in the draw for $1,000 worth of fuel a $1,000 fuel voucher, all thanks to Hyundai. Uh, the Tucson Turbo Diesel is in stock now. And the first man through is Joey from Brompton. Hello, Joe. Afternoon, boys. How are we? Are you, Hi, up, Joe. And, you up and about? Uh, I will be. I'm a bit nervous at the moment, but we'll see how we go. Well, Ooh. how this works is uh, you pick who you want to be up against, who you think's the dumbest out of the two of us. Who have you picked? Well, I've gone with you, Kimbo, sorry. One point already. Joe's one up. Oh, I've got first question right. I've got pre-game jitters, Joey. All right, now, Joe, I have no idea what the questions are. Uh, Ben has organised these, so he'll hand them to Michelangelo. Has he passed them on already? I have opened the envelope. You've opened the envelope. Okay, so then it's just a matter of whoever says our name first once the question has been read. So you yell out Joe and I'll say Kimbo. Oh, and... Do we test the buzzers? All right, where you go, Joey. Test the buzzer. Joe. Kimbo. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> wow. Are you, are you ready to go, Joey? Now, do I, if you answer it wrong, do I then get a chance to answer it? Ooh, or vice versa? Ooh. Oh, Benny is saying yes, a thumbs up. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right, you do. And vice versa. All right, Roach, uh, this makes me Perfect. nervous, handing over any control to the Roach, but uh, away you go, Roach. Both ready? Settled? Yes. Yep. Here we go. Ready? Question one. Name any of the two players who scored for Adelaide United in the 2-1 win. Kim. Yes, Kim. Craig Goodwin. Correct. 1-0, Kim Dillon. Joe, get All ready. Back. Right. Question two. Which batter scored 63 runs for Australia? Joe. Yes, Joe. Joe. Aaron Finch. Correct. 1-1. One, one. I've watched that too. 1-1. One, one. Oh, here we go. We've got a thriller, Joey. Let's go. For the tiebreaker. 
for the win. Question three. Name the jockey who rode... Kimbo! Kimbo! Yes, Kim? Melbourne Cup winning jockey was Mark Tara? Yes. Please! Joe! Oh, thanks. Good competition, Joey. I would have liked you to be a winner. Uh, you can keep trying. We'll do it every uh, every day. We appreciate your support. Now, uh, support, I, I feel bad. but I, You I should would, be. I would have hated to lose. Gee, you jumped in quick there. Well, name the winning jockey. What do you think it was going to be? I was almost going to rig the question. You, Rich, you can't do that. <laughs> no, I know that. Thank you, Joe. Hey, we'll do that every night. So that's how it works until we go and leave on December the 1st. So we're doing four days a week. So what's that? 16, you've got 16 chances. So you might end up with a one in eight chance of winning $1,000 worth of fuel. So have a crack. We'll do it again tomorrow. Can Joe ring again? Is yeah, that it? Yeah, Is that no, we can go again. Go, go again. Oh, do we want to? Oh, that's up to Benny. Yeah. Where's right, Benny? Okay. He's on the phone consoling Joe. Feel for Joe. Ben, yeah. is he allowed to go again? Or once you've had a crack, you can't? Oh, no, he's banned. It. Sorry, Joey. You mm. should have picked Roach. Yeah, he would have been a chance. Chance, definitely. Pretty happy with Craig Goodwin. But yeah. I did watch that. So, um, Rooch, number of texts coming through. This one says, Roochie, you jinks. Stop betting on the same cup horses as me. You could stop a train. That's from Eric the Eel. Well, it is known that whatever numbers I pick for Cross Lotto never come out. Yeah. Someone else has renamed our competition, Stump the Chump. <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, here we go, Beat the Buffoon. What's wrong with, what's wrong with the name we've got? Beat the boys. All thanks to Hyundo. Um, here we go. Kimba and the Roots, have you heard any goss on the interest in Mateus Filippo? Uh, a pity Crows did not have the picks to chase him, as at 190 centimetre, he would be a bigger body for their midfield. Anthony, from what we're hearing, Street. What we're hearing, Anthony, is if you were to just have an open draft, okay, just rank the draftees, he's a top 10. The question is, is there a club earlier in the draft, who has a need specifically for him that they advance him from, say, eight or nine to number four, and that's Essendon. Yeah, you've been banging on about this. Are you prepared to go they are 95% into him, Rooch? I'll ring Adrian Dodoro first. Brilliant. The human hairdo. Well, that's how it works, Kim. If they have a need for that type of player, he advances from nine to four or... But he'll go early. Talking of Ashley Street, um, which is where Anthony came from, mm. I had to do an emergency dash down to my sister's place last night, cheering up last night. What's happened to Leanne? Oh, the rat hit a, hit a wall. Um, well, actually hit a wall. No, he, he was crook. And there's a lot of different bugs going around at the moment, but thought it might have had the uh, spicy cough, um, COVID. Oh, no. So she when had I was it. She crook, had it, didn't she? Yeah, Leanne? they both had it. Oh, okay. But uh, Johnny just got a really sore throat and coughing and blowing his nose and and um, when I was crook, my sister brought down some rat tests for me, which I still had some leftovers. So you took them back? Yes, as Brendan Lyons, our... Uh, he's coughing away. Yeah, he's, he's coughing concern. away here he in the studio. <laughs> he puts his head under the table to try mm. and camouflage it. I'm not going to criticise <laughs> after what I did. But yeah, so I had to do a dash down there to do a little test and there was the rat on the... Ca- I wouldn't walk inside, Rich. The rat was on, on the couch. He was all rugged up and tissues all around him. He was a mess. Mm. But he's all clear. All good. But just a lot of different coughs and bugs going around yes, at the moment. Indeed, there um, are. A number of texts coming through, Rooch. I think Adelaide had a lot to do with those crowd numbers. Let's see next year's crowds. Oh, that's on the basis of what Lawrence said about having the highest attendance. Well, I had that same view. And then 
when dug out the numbers, take away the showdown. Let's just do Unley Oval and Alberton Oval. That's Crows four games at Unley, Port four games at Alberton. Port is still number one in the league. Well, there you go. It's still a novelty for them. First year, Rich. Uh, perhaps it is. Plus Annie. Oh, you should have seen Annie on Sunday. <laughs> Annie, oh, she had such energy. I say it again. I'm not saying it'd be a nice guy. I saw lots of positives in Port, even though they only had the one win in the draw. Um, yeah. Tough competition. A very they tough need, in your they first need year. forward, Kim. Like Lauren O'Neill said, they need to find another forward. Uh, I've got one from Blake here. I'll, I'll read it. I never know where Blake's going to go. Whether I wouldn't mind him in the quiz. You want to take on Blake? No, I would I just, like that. I would, I would just love him in the quiz. Blake, I, I want to hear Blake's voice. Because Blake's <laughs> only ever text. He's never rung in no. the four years. No, well, he, he may have and used a different name. You two have mellowed a little bit over the last four years. You used to be really at each other's throats. Oh, you have differences of opinions. You, you used to sook up a bit. Yeah, I did. You've mellowed. Hi, Kimbo and Roach. Hello, Blake. I didn't realise that Ken... Oh, here we oh, go. No, no. You sent this in last week, Blake. I didn't realise that Ken was doing a bit of work with the Port Adelaide AFLW team. Surely it was his influence that led to Phillips being used as a makeshift ruck person under the guise of assisting in clearances. Cheers from Blake. Oh, I don't like this suggestion that all of a sudden the AFLW program's been influenced by Ken Inkley. Yeah, or, come or on, people. Can't blame Kenny for everything. No. Uh, hi, Kimbo and Roach. Now that North Melbourne have delisted Jared Pollock, does that mean they have to pay out in full the last year of his contract? If yes, does that mean then form part of their 2023 salary cap? Well, they paid so much of his contract up front. I don't think there's much left to Not pay. much to worry about. One year to go on that five-year contract. Alrighty, four o'clock news coming up. On the other side of that, we'll have a chat to Miles Fitzner, star of SEN Track, and yes. a very good tipster. Hopefully, he has a few winners for Oaks Day tomorrow. Hmm. Two minutes past four, Kimbo on the reach with you. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Well, yesterday the Melbourne Cup was run and won. Tomorrow's another big day, Ladies' Day. Oaks Day at Flemington. It's an absolute cracker. And one man that will be front and centre, Roach, doing some of his best work over there, is Miles Fitzner, but he's not quite ready for us at the moment. Well, I'll give you an update from Wollongong then. Cricket. South Australia is still eight down, 262, 127 runs behind New South Wales. Doggett not out 16. Manetti, who was fantastic in our last match, seven not out. So the boys have got a bit of work to do to make sure that they've got a chance to draw this game. Spit it out, Roots. I'll take a draw. I'll take a draw. That's why it's hard to say it, Kim. (laughs) Well, well, practice. Practice makes perfect. That's why our next guest is doing so well and is now based in Melbourne as one of the premier tipsters in in Australia on SEN track. I reckon we helped him with his start, Roots. Miles Fitzner joins us. Hello, Fitzy. Hello, Roots. Hello, Kim. Thanks for having me on. How are you feeling? Uh, Look, to be perfectly honest... Um, there's not a lot of tickets left. Um, <laughs> it's been a big, it's been a big, um, a big sort of time here, especially for SEN track. We started with the Caulfield Cup and then Geelong Cup and then two days at Mooney Valley. We've gone Derby Day, Cup Day, now Oaks Day tomorrow, and then and then uh, Stakes Day to finish while our normal track commitments continue in between. So Gareth Hall and I were the first people on track today at 4:30 a.m. and um, 
it was uh, it was a wet and windy start, but gee, the weather fined up for us, and uh, we got a pretty good day's racing. Well, Miles, you're doing a wonderful job. I heard a little bit of it yesterday, and we pumped up the show yesterday. It was a huge day for the network and yourself, and I also saw some of your work on the socials as well in the corporate tents, doing some hosting there. So you're all over it. Uh, we had your good mate David Taggart on, the uh, six-time Group One winning jockey. He said you need a tongue tie. <laughs> yeah, look, he said it's a bit like that. It's pretty hard. You know, your commitments on days like that, I feel like I need a tongue-tie, to be perfectly honest, because <laughs> I said to someone, I feel a bit like Liam Neeson's daughter in Taken. You just get led everywhere, and you don't know where you're going, and you just <laughs> you go from tent to tent, and they tell you to speak, and then you just go to the next one. But it's all good fun, and, geez, didn't David Taggart uh, go well tipping the cup winner? It's always a, yeah. a difficult race, and it's a hard day for tipsters because everyone that's ever procla- proclaimed to be your friend um, wants to be your friend on that day. So it's, it's always difficult um, to try and pick one. But we had a good day as a team. My best one, Tags has won the cup. Cam Luke's won the cup. It was a really good day on SEN track. Yeah, it was surprising the way that uh, drifted gold trip. But, uh, yeah, well done for those that tipped it. Speaking of friends, does the winning jockey, Mark Zara, have many friends? Uh, look, I, I didn't quite catch Mark last night, um, but I'm sure he would have had many friends. Um, we managed to... To, well, uh, he to made it well-known how he felt and winning, didn't he? Yeah, well, look, he's copped a bit of heat, Roach, because, you know, yeah. this time last year he was banned, obviously, for the yep. Mornington Cup Airbnb saga. So um, I'm not probably right across enough of that audio in behind it as we were sort of doing our own, but I didn't quite catch him at the after party. Um, but also, I wasn't there very long, boys. I was tucked up in bed nice and early. No, Rich, he was just referring to the last 100 metres. He just didn't want anyone approaching him. Oh, so it was, yeah, he wasn't okay. having a crack at anyone. Oh. He was saying, pee off. I don't want to see another co- uh, horse nut me, which is like what happened in the Caulfield Cup. That was the reference, Miles. Mi- right. Rich has misread that. So he did use the, the P155 word. He just did not want anything he's flashing. Had a, he's had a tough journey in the past few Well, months. he's got himself to blame, as yeah, his wife true, said. True. Hey, what about tomorrow then, Fitzy? What have you got for us? Can you find us a winner? Yeah, look, look I think I can. I think I can find you a couple of winners on the day. Now, the Oaks is a bit like the Derby. There's three races in, in and you know this, Kim, being quite an astute form judge yourself, that the, the two, the Derby and the Oaks being for three-year-olds over 2,500 metres and the Melbourne Cup are the three hardest races you can possibly have yep. a crack in. But we've got a shorty in the Oaks and that she's extreme and look, long regarded one of the best two-year-olds in the country, now one of the best three-year-olds. Um, she gets against her own sex here. She had a really good run at Randwick in behind Sharp and Smart and Elliptical. Now, Sharp and Smart went to the Derby um, and uh, was obviously spec pretty well in the Derby I'm just probably wondering whether or not she's too short to have a bet, um, mm. especially when you're unknown. Now, her mother um, was, uh, I think, one or runner-up in a WA derby, so you, her mother could stay. But whether or not she can, it, it remains to be seen. Now, there's a horse in here called Zenzella, um, the two, for the May Eustace team uh, and the jockey James McDonald, who's going as well as anyone in the world. Uh, this horse is by Snitzel out of a New Zealand mare called Zenista. Uh, and had a really nice lead-up win, um, which is the, normally the form race into this beating Pavitra from Barrier 14 with James aboard. And I just would have thought that at the $5.50 mark that Zenzella probably represents better value than, than backing She's Extreme from an inside gate at $2.50. Now, we saw yesterday, later in the day, the track got chopped out completely and the rail's gone out to five metres now. The inside's still going to be no good. I've walked it twice. You want to be closer to the outside. So... Mm. She's extreme being inside. 
Zenzella six and got the option to sit out a little bit deeper and come down the middle of the track. I'm going to put Zenzella on top. She's extreme to run second. Renaissance woman, the three to run third, and Pavitra, the four to run fourth. But, you know, as we saw with the Cup yesterday, I mean, and there's not many form judges in Australia had a misery or high emotion running anywhere near as close as they did. So you can see that if you get the right run of the race, just at the moment, the way the track is, um, you, you can be there in the finish. Yeah, I was saying to Reach, uh, I thought I had the trifecta miles. I had the first two. I liked Emissary as a roughie. I'm a big fan of Maroney's work. And uh, high emotion. I just wish someone had pulled my coattails and said, throw it in as a roughie. I did not have that. Hey, uh the Victorians, they don't like hearing it, but I think Sydney form's been stronger than Melbourne form for 10 years. Is that a fair guide when you're trying to find a winner uh, through the carnival? Oh, look, it's stacked up. Um, it definitely has stacked up. I think um, I think now it's harder to judge Sydney form and, and Melbourne form because a lot of the main stables have all got stables in Sydney and Melbourne mm. anyway. So you can, you can say, oh, well, you've gone up to Sydney and had two runs, you come down to Melbourne and have two runs, and... And is that Sydney form, but it's a Melbourne horse that raced here before it went up there. So mm. uh, um, at the moment, it gets harder to judge. There's certainly um, it, this year, I would say it's stacking up pretty well. But I mean, the horses, sometimes if you, if you ask from a horse from the Mar team, the Waller team, Godolphin, you don't know whether they're Sydney or Melbourne horses anyway. All right, um, so, your, so your tips in the Oaks, two, one, three and four. We'll get everyone to write that down. Have you got another each way bet or another bet for us during the program tomorrow? I've got, I've got two others for you, and they're to book in the card, Ooh. gentlemen. So we'll start with race one um, over the 1,700 for the Mar Eustace team, a horse called Arctica with Johnny Allen aboard. I've watched his horse the whole way through. This prep's been superb. Run at Sandown was awesome. Then it went to Mowie just for a kill on a heavy deck um, and took care of them there comfortably. Uh, it'll get back on a soft service here. Uh, $4.40, $1.85. That's a really nice bet in the first. And then go to the last, and it might be the same old story, sticking with Ma Eustace and James McDonald. But you would know this, um, Kimbo. I've been with this horse since it trialled back in Rose Hill last year called Grease, yes. the 18. <laughs> uh, this horse is a serious, serious horse. I had a ticket for it in the Moyer. They had to stay, um, I then had a ticket for it in another race here at Mooney Valley. They've kept it off heavy decks. If the rain stays away and it's in the soft range, you can back her. If it goes to a heavy range, they'll probably scratch her anyway. But $4.20 and $1.80. There's two of my best bets here at 4.40 and 4.20 for the team for the day. Uh, last question, Moz. That's across uh, over 1,100 metres. Are you worried that it's drawn six on the inside? Should we be looking for the, uh, all the horses out wide coming right along the grandstand? Yeah, the, 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 the grandstand or the crown of the track is where you want to be. Now, drawing six, so I've got it that, that she's probably got enough ability and gate speed to either let a leader come up and then James will get across and then track that leader up. Um, I think one would have been really bad, but six in a, in a field like that, I'm not too concerned because I think with the speed that she's got, I think being a really bullish, big front-chested filly, that she can actually jump and then he can just slide across. He'll definitely go right. There's no doubt about that, but she's got enough gate speed and she can also follow a couple that are just outside of her, like Lady Laguna in 10. Um, she can even follow Entremont in eight, which they're going to track her into it to try to get to the front. So not concerned too much there, but you're spot on, Kim. They will want the outside of the Flemington track, crown or worse. Miles, loving your coverage. Just mm. repeating your Oaks tips, two, one, three and four. Your other best bets, race one, number one, Artika at around 460 and race nine, number 18, Greece at 360. Miles, I don't know if you can, but have an early night, get a hot lemon drink because you've got <laughs> another big day tomorrow. <laughs> 
Yeah, big day on SEN track. All kicks off for on trackside there. The show's resume Friday, and then we're all back on deck again for Champions Day, boys. So uh, if you want to follow the races, we can SEN track. Yeah. Good, Good on work. you, Miles. You've Miles. been tipping the house down the last couple of years, and that's what happens when you work hard, and Miles does. We have to go to a break, Roach. It's uh, 4.12. Coming up, we're going to have a chat to Natalie Hurst. Now, I don't think I've interviewed Natalie before, the 10th person only to be the coach of the Adelaide Lightning, a very, very successful club. Their season kicks off later this week. I think it's on Friday or Saturday. We'll check that out anyway. Natalie Hurst coming up next. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 18 on a Wednesday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo, we say. The run home, thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. And Hyundai, tech driver Hyundai, Tucson Turbo, diesel, all-wheel drive. Quick text before we go to our next guest. Good afternoon, Kim and Roach, and well done to Fitzmagic. That's Miles Fitzner, and he's tipping. Winning form is good form. That's why I like high emotion each way. That's from Aaron. You would have got good value for the place bet there, Azza. So congratulations to you. Alrighty, Adelaide Lightning season gets underway officially on Saturday night. We take on the Southside Flyers at 7 o'clock. Uh, it's interstate. It's played at the State Basketball Centre in Victoria. But the Lightning have a new coach route, only the 10th in the history of club. Because Jan Sterling was such a hog. I think she was there for, what, 12 years? She kept winning. I know. That's why you keep the job. Well, talking of winning, our next guest has got an incredibly winning culture. Mm. uh, And that is the new coach, Nat Hurst, who joins us now. Hello, Nat. Hello. How are you going? Yeah, great. Welcome to Adelaide. (laughs) Well, you've you've been here for a while. I, I mean, it is the second home now, so yeah, uh, I finally don't need maps to get around. Uh, I feel like I'm a local already. So, yes, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, and uh, it's great to have you. Now, obviously, we do a little bit of homework. I was getting bloody confused how many titles you won in the... Uh, <laughs> have, have you won six or seven with the uh, Canberra Capitals? I've won seven. Seven? If you check, if you if you look at Wikipedia, it says six. Yes. Um, but no, it needs to be updated. I've got seven. So, yeah, very lucky. Very, very lucky. Oh, I thought that because when it was announced that you were the coach, I could remember saying that you're a seven-time WNBL player or champion player, and then Wikipedia was wrong with six. So, so just on yeah. that, Nat, where did you get the coaching bug? The coaching bug? Yeah. Um, oh, look, I think um, as a point guard, you're always an extension of the coach. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know if the, the coaching bug was something that I really thought about um, in my career, yeah. um, but it's just something that I kind of, kind, you know, naturally – just kind of stepped into um, after my career. I didn't want to. I didn't want to step away from basketball. And uh, yeah, I've been lucky enough to be in in some good positions. And now, obviously, in in, in the best and the highest one um, in Adelaide. So yeah, I feel very lucky to to have that after my career. And uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, if I can be a little bit successful, like I was in my playing career, then yeah. you know I think it'll be a good thing for myself. Yeah. So how much is it about your experiences and your knowledge, or the mentors you've had as coaches in the past? Have you built this? coaching program that you want to unfold with the Lightning? Oh, look, I think it's uh, it's been a little bit rapid fire um, in this preseason, obviously, with my first one with the WNBL. Yeah. Um, I've been involved as a player, but to to, to get your, your coaching kind of style out there as a, as a coach and a first-time coach is obviously a different thing to, to just rocking up and, and doing what the coach says. So, you know, I still feel like I have a, I have a lot to learn. Um, I know I have a lot to learn. Um, I've learned a lot in my career as a player, and I've, I've really watched other coaches 
I mean, I'd be silly to not have watched the coaches as I've been playing for exactly. them. Um, yep. But, you know, I, I want to I want to take little pieces from what I've learned and then, you know, kind of add my own style to that, which um, hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm doing. Well, you officially haven't coached a game yet, but you, the, the, the playing <laughs> stock love you. We had Jacinta Munro on last, last week or the week before. She thinks the world of you. Oh, I'm, oh look, I'm very lucky. I've... Uh, I said to I've said to the girls, and it's no word of a lie that you know when I got to sit down and, and, and sit with my assistant coach in the GM at the time and and put together a list, and I, I literally was lucky enough to get everyone on my list. So the the playing okay. the playing group around me is exactly who I wanted. Um, I'm glad that they've come in and, and they like me as much as I like them. So hopefully, you know, it helps us it helps us build that culture and and get that connection that we need to. You know, it's not just about what you put on the court. I think it's about a lot of things. And uh, yeah, the culture is a massive thing, and it's something that we we want to do and that what I wanted to do with this particular so, playing group. So on that, Natalie, what has the buy-in been like so far? Well, that's critical I've to you, really isn't lucky. it? I've been really lucky. It is. Uh, buy-in is massive. If you don't have buy-in and, and, and the girls yeah. don't don't see the vision that you see, um, I think you're, you're pushing it up a hill. Um, I've been lucky <laughs> enough that so far, <laughs> so far, you know, it seems that I've got the buy-in from the girls. And uh, look, my door's open. My phone's always on to, to any suggestions. Um any, any feedback and all that kind of stuff from the girls as well. And, you know, I like to touch base with with Captain Steph Talbot just to make sure that she thinks we're on the right track. Um, you know, if she gives, gives us a tick, then I think we're onto something. So Good. I've been lucky enough that so far the buy-in has been, been really great from the girls. Natty, let's go back to you. You represented Australia with the Opals. You're on the periphery a little bit. Who was the evil person that was keeping you out at the time? <laughs> Um, oh, look, there was a couple and, you know, that's still something that probably haunts me a little bit in my career that, you know, mm. to, to not make a team and be cut last four times um, mm. is something that, you know, I didn't achieve um, that I wanted to achieve. But that's, you know, I've got a passion for, for wanting to see now my players achieve exactly what they want. So to listen to their goals and to help them any way I can to, to achieve that and to not miss out or to know that they've put everything out there. And if it doesn't happen, you know that you did all you could and, I can I can rest at night knowing that I did all I could, even though it haunts me a little bit to to not have you know got to that extra step that I would have loved to have well, done. You answered that very politically and very kindly. So <laughs> was it, I'm trying to get the math right here in the time zones. Was it Timsey or was it Aaron Phillips? No, yeah, I think T- Timsey and uh, and Aaron Aaron was definitely there when I was coming into the group. Um, damn that woman! It was probably. <laughs> um, I mean, damn! What a what a sports what a sports woman. Um, look, you can't you can't really be upset when you when you miss out to plays like that. So, uh, no. I you know it, it, it's tough. Um, there's a lot of a lot of great talent in Australia, and uh, look to be to be in the mix for those those groups and to to miss out to the players that I did. Like I said, I can rest easy at night knowing that I put everything out there. So oh. I'm happy with that, but yeah. Nat, we've been doing a few quizzes today. The Roach, I don't know if you know him. He's known for being tight, but he can be generous and he's very wealthy. He's got $100,000 <laughs> if you can name the nine previous coaches for Adelaide Lightning. <laughs> oh, his money could be safe. I mean, there's, yeah, there's Chris, there's uh, Tracy York. Um, there was uh, Peter Buckle. Yes. Um, very good. four. Uh, I don't know. It's tough to, you know, when Jan and Chris are there for so long, it's uh, it's, it's tough to name the other ones. Yeah, uh, so on that Simon point then, who, the... who was that one? Simon Pritchard? No, but it just brings back a few memories. I remember when Stephen Breeny was there, 2010, 2011. Yeah. Uh, I'd forgotten yep. about Vicky Volk. V-A-L-K, yes. that was 2007-2010. Okay. Richard Dickel was 2014. I don't remember that at all. That was short-stayed. Um, uh, Jeremy Mule. 
14 and 15. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's about it. So you miss out on the 100,000, but we've educated you. So just on that, Natalie, we know Jan Sterling left an enormous legacy. Yes. And then yep. financial issues hurt the lightning considerably. So what's your dream for what this group is all about and what this club's all about at the moment? Um, I think, you know, right now we've landed in a really good spot with Polygo Group. Um, taking over the team. Uh, Steve and, and Karen Wren, who look after us now, uh, are amazing owners. Um, they definitely see a big picture for the Lightning. Um, they're, they're putting things in already this season that the, the girls haven't had before um, in the background. So I hope it continues. Um, I hope we, we keep this wonderful relationship with Gulliger and, and we're very lucky that they've stepped in and, and taken over. Um, you know, I want I want to have full professional athletes that get paid you know, a wage that they can that they can just live on um, and to not have, you know, we've got some that, that leave us and go to work in the afternoon and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff still. Yeah. We have mostly professional, which, you know, compared to when I was back playing, it, it's fantastic. Um, but, we're you know, we're striving to, to be the best and we want the best for our players and that would be to just have them as this is their sole job and they can just concentrate on basketball. And uh, we're nearly there, we're, but we're still so far from it. Um, mm. And I just want to see see my players be able to just enjoy what they do and, and, and just know that they can focus on basketball and, and they don't have to worry about financials and having to seek that elsewhere. Nat, relationships are very important. We want to build one with you. It's been a delight to chat with you. Hopefully we can do it right throughout the season. We need to go to a break. We wish you all the very best against the Southside Flyers on Saturday night. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks for having me and talk to you soon. We the will have it. you again. Believe us. There she is, Nat Hurst. Uh, full of energy. What a ripper. Sounds like an exciting new era. Five foot four. Wouldn't that be? It's like being, you talk about wicket keepers and if, yep. you're, if you're the second wicket keeper to Rod Marshall. It's Marsh all about or, timing. It's all about timing. Uh, I think her timing's going to be beautiful with Adelaide Lightning. We'll go to a break. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 432, two minutes late for the news. Okay, uh, just keeping an eye on what's happening here at number one King William Street. I thought there was going to be a domestic, a bit of drama, Roach, but no, 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 it would have been a misunderstanding if there had been. Okay, but that's how most of them start, Roach. It was an interesting moment in life, actually. You would have had to go out there as a bouncer and separate them. Well, there was a lady in distress. I would have definitely rushed out. Yeah, you are very heroic like that when you put your cape on. Uh, We're two minutes late for the news, nearly three. Enjoyed that chat with Natalie Hurst. Roach, we're going to lasso her and hogtie her and keep her as a regular. What a wonderful uh, young lady. Well, if that energy translates to her team, we're on our way. And when we spoke to Jacinta Munro, uh, she was so effusive in her praise for uh, Nat Hurst. So that's coming up next. Um, I'll just read a quick text, then we'll go to the break, because we've got Matt Rendell coming up. We don't want to keep the big fella waiting. Now, this is in regards to Port's AFLW program. Boys, I don't think that enough is made of the age of Port Adelaide's backline. Uh, Borg, 17, Tahu, just mm. 20, and Ballard, 19 or 20. They're all going to be very good players. But Port's men's team had most of their inexperienced players on the outside. Houghton aside, Port Adelaide's women's team, as most of the inexperience in the key positions. Correct. That's from Phil. Yep. Phil, I'll say it again. There were plenty of positives. Look past the one and a half wins. Next year will be a hell of a lot better. Matt, you've got a score to win. 
They, they set up scores. They don't score. So yep. they get another forward, like Lauren Arnell told us. They're on their way again. Matt Rendell coming up next. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 4.38, Kimbo and the Roots with your thanks to Balfour's. No matter your clutch colours, Balfour's are for the game. And Hyundai, and I'm a happy man. You've made my day, Roots. Why? Because I waved to the Indian fans as they were. Well, about past. six of them walked past and they gave you absolutely nothing. They you really thought you were a rock in. star. No, you, I you, thought you, I'd you welcome you, them to you, town. I'm you, being a friendly South Australian. You were doing, I'm the Roach, look at me. And they gave no, you I absolute donuts. Not. I loved it. I was it. welcoming them to town. I tell you, we've got a tough audience, Roach. Here's a text. This regards to uh, Port and the comments from Lauren Arnell saying, if you look past the score, this text says, if you look past the score, can't wait for Port to plaster that new motto over the We Exist to Win Premierships one. Well, I, th- oh. I think we know what the context of her remark was about. That's a little so bit of humour, Rich. You don't it, have to explain. Let's go to a man that's got a great sense of humour. Yes. Or has he? Yes, he has. The list guru, Matt yes, Randall. Hello, Matty. <laughs> Good afternoon, fellas. Is it late today? A few minutes late. Yeah, I know. That was Rich's fault. Do you believe me? Um, what's that? <laughs> I, I said that was Rooch's fault. Do you believe me? Yep. Thank you. Yes, okay. Beautiful. Hey, Matty, you've been in the caper for a long time. We've both been around footy clubs all our life. And it's the volunteers that really make a club. They're the unsung heroes. Back at West Torrens, yep. when I got there, it was Rex, little Rexy White. You'd remember yes. Rexy. Um, yep. One of the toughest property stewards ever, I tell you. If you forgot your socks, you <laughs> had to go not. out without them. He wouldn't give you another pair. <laughs> And uh, when I was at North, there was a guy called Ian Oswald, old Mudguts. He was affectionately yep. known to all the boots. We lost a great one today from the Sydney Swans, Kenny Williams at the age of 93. Yeah, great fella, Kenny. Well, I didn't know him that well, but uh, he used to chuck a fair bit of bed. He used to stand behind the goals. But, uh, <laughs> if you're looking at the if you're looking at the Swans to the left, so um, that's where he was uh, round by that member stand or lady stand or whatever it's called. So. Uh, used to stand right in the middle of the goals, uh, behind the goals, and um, oh, he'd just give it to you. I remember one goal. I, I played the ruck there, but I played full forward this day, and Kenny just from before the first bounce is into me. Um, and uh, but I kicked six to half time, and uh, the game was all <laughs> over. And he he said to me, he said as as the game was about to finish, he said, "Oh." Sorry about that. You're a great player. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Actually, I put a, I put a bit of mayo on it. He said you're a good player. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, that's good then. He was being, a, he was being. He's a, good a great, sport. he's a great old fella. And you, the the biggest uh, incident you'll remember with Kenny, he was giving it to Plugger yeah. all day, and that's when <laughs> yeah. Plugger drilled the ball from the goal square. Right. He tried to hit Kenny. Yep. And Kenny luckily ducked. Uh, but yeah. uh, that was bad. that was no good by Plugger. He took it personally. And, but, um, and, yeah, great great people. They keep clubs alive. And look, I ran into you, as a player, you don't sort of realise how much joy you bring mm. to so many people, and you see them like years later. And like I saw a bloke at the the races in the birdcage on Saturday, uh, a Fitzroy supporter, and he come up and said hello, and we had a big chat. You know, um, you know, he's looked after Leon Harris during COVID, gave him a job, and um, you know, you bring so you bring as players and as a team, you bring so much joy to so many people, um, and you sort of don't you sort of take it a bit for granted when you're playing. Yep. You sort of realise afterwards how much you meant to 
meant to support us and, and I, how much joy you bring to their lives. Yeah, and I think the beauty with the volunteers that are inside the four walls, their, their love is, call it love, is very unconditional because they see the yeah. downs that you have and the lows that you have, whereas supporters, and I say yep. this respectfully, can be a little bit fickle. They'll love you when you have a good one, you have a bad one, and then they want to throw eggs yeah. at you. Hey, um, and, and, um, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, the volunteers who actually work in the club, It's oh, they get so much joy out of it. Um, you know, they've, they've, you know the local clubs, they need them, and, uh, you know, they, they spend a lot of their own time and money, you know, just, you know, doing things for nothing. Uh, we see today North Melbourne uh, said goodbye to Jared Polak. Mm. You'd say that that deal, mm. deal didn't work. It was what, Roach, five million? Five million for five years, and a lot of it paid up front, Matt. You've seen a lot of. Oh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was seven fifty for five, but um, gee, that was a that was a um, that was a dud, and, and even if it was seven fifty, it was too much. Mm. Um, but uh, they got a they get a first round pick, I think. Um, I'm trying to think. It's, it's, to what did they that. use that? Uh, well, it wasn't in the, the Dougal Howard one. Wingard went. They got two first rounders, and they took the you know the Butters, Rosie, and that. But I yeah. can't remember what they did with the off the top of my head. What they did with the pick they got for uh, Polak. Well, Richie's having a look now. Let me throw another one at you. We'll let you be the bad guy. Um, you've seen a lot of deals that have been done. Some have been really successful. You'd have to say the Polak one wasn't successful no. um, for, for various reasons. What's some of the other ones that uh, have been really high profile oh. and a lot of money that haven't worked? Oh, Crows have got a captain, obvious. <laughs> Bryce Gibbs, please. Well, I said I wanted you to be Bryce the bad guy. Gibbs. I work with him. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, well, even he put up his hand, please. Yeah, and it wasn't his fault. If they are going to do it, they should have done it the first year, but I didn't think they should have done it No, they shouldn't have done it at all. Well, I agree. They shouldn't have done it at all. I mean, sorry. Sorry, you might work with him, but uh, watching him play, he he had had enough. What else in your time? He was on big dough. Oh, there's been plenty, hasn't there? Um, Well, you've got to look now and say, well... um, the Trelaw, well, how many Collingwood ones do you want me to name? The, the Grundy ones are dud. The Trelaw ones are dud. The Stevenson ones are dud. Um, if if Grundy know, had stayed, if Grundy, bit. you say that's a dud, but I mean he was injured. If if he'd kept playing, it might it might have worked out okay. People thought Alistair no, Lynch no, was going to be a dud. Twenty seven. No, I mean, yeah, but if he'd yeah, stayed, oh, if he stayed, he plays. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I t- I said people I know Collingwood. I said get rid of. Um, Cameron and Cox and keep grinding for mm. Christ's sake you're yep. crazy mm. um, um, make, didn't make any sense to understand why they, they did it but um, you know it's oh look off the top of my head I can't, there's, there's a heap of dud deals um, that have been done I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do a bit of homework I'll, and I'll do a list top 10 for okay. you I'll give you an easy question then because this will be near and dear to you even though you might have wanted to sweep it under the carpet um, what's the worst one you've done when you've looked at it and you've gone I got that wrong uh, in, a, in a trade trade yeah uh, uh, well I, I, I didn't trade too many I, I didn't get too many uh, uh, if you would say what about uh, draft then the, when you toss the, the coin from between a well, the, well the, I traded for uh, Josh Jenkins and Tom Lynch. They both had really good careers. Um, uh, Source Jacobs, another one. Um, the one that didn't quite work out, I thought it would be a beauty, and I'm trying to think of his bloody name, but I got him to play as a fullback uh, from North, and he ended up 
Um, he ended up selling a business recently for, for tens of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Um, um, oh. <laughs> uh, starts with an M. Mark Stevens. Um, no, no, no. Mark Stevens was good. Yeah. He was good. No, no, no. Um, but he, he had some real potential, I can't think. But he, oh, the blonde-haired lad. Do, the, uh, the blonde-haired lad. Yeah. He quit to do, do his uh, IT and apps and went to the States. So, oh, yes. Uh, now, yeah. Oh, Moran. Uh, Moran. Um, Moran. Yes, Moran. Brad Moran. Uh, look, look, he would have played. I reckon he would have played a lot of AFL footy at, at the Crows. He was, he was uh, okay. But, uh, you know, he, he went in another direction. So I didn't actually... The ones I did were pretty damn good to tell the truth. So, <laughs> oh, the, the, from a trade point of view, uh, from a draft point of view, well, it, it's not so much the ones you you took or the ones that the one for me is the one I missed out on was Lockie Neal because mm. um, I did I didn't um, I really I should I tried to play coy and hope that everyone saw that we weren't interested. So there must be something wrong with him, and I'll get him as a rookie. But then Freo yeah. took him way at the back end of the draft. I didn't do it again, but I should have just called him out when I was picking the draft for us instead of trying to get him into the rookie draft. Hey, just regards um, to Polak, we've got a text here saying, I don't know if this is right, Rooch, it turned into Rosie with a lot of convoluted correct. pick swapping. Yeah, it did. It did. And there's, yeah. Well, has Rosie been there five years, has he? Yeah, Port Adelaide so that, so themselves, was, yeah, in that So draft. it was Polak, Wingard, Dougal Howard all went... And they ended up with three first-rounders. Of course, they had their own. Is that right? Oh, I'd have to go look at that one in particular. Yeah, I'd have to go look at that. I thought it was a different year, but don't, you know, don't hold me to that. Yeah. We've got a very um, relevant text here that's come through. Uh, we'll straighten yeah. the show up a little bit, year, talking about the value of volunteers, Rooch. Mm-hmm. This text says, when's Roochie going to be a volunteer at Port Adelaide? He's bleeding them dry. Because you're terrible. on the payroll. That's well, that's Mario. Now, Matt, we've had time to digest... All the delistings. Is there one that is still baffling you? Um, oh, there's, there's, there's quite a few actually. But mm-hmm. as you've, as I as I read today, that um, some some clubs have got some gaps on it. They've got a few picks to take, and uh, they're not taking that many in the draft. So these players are going to get taken back. Uh, for example, Cooper Murley's going to get taken back by Collingwood as a rookie, yeah. but he's still got a year of his contract. Um, so there's going to be a few of those. Um, I don't, off the top of my head, um, nothing that, that really you've gone, oh, he's way good enough to keep playing. But um, there'll be a lot of players that I reckon will come back on list and play league footy, play AFL footy. So uh, it's just, you know, what I'm hearing the draft is, you know, it could stop out at 45. Yeah, and uh, I, I did. A, um, I did a record low. I did read your article and have a listen to the podcast when you named your thirteen players that have been delisted and will get picked up. People can find that on yeah. the SEN website. Hey, we've got a lot of yeah. elephants out there in our audience. They've got great memories. Uh, this is from Matt in Brisbane. Yeah, he says, "What about Lawrence Bloody Angwin? Angwin with ten exclamation marks? Were you responsible for that one?" Oh, please, old mate, come on, get your facts right before you send your <laughs> He's text. He's just asking. That was. That was... <laughs> That was stupid Fantasia. Oh, James, come on, please. Everyone knew to stay away from that one. The whole world, and I wasn't even involved in it. They knew that was a danger, danger. Will Robinson was Laurie Anglin. Mm. Gee, he was quick on the draw then, wasn't he? Mm. Hey, Matty, always <laughs> yeah. a bit of fun to chat to you. Okay. Um, I think that story's got a lot of depth that doesn't just lead to James Fantasia having an answer for that one. Don't throw people under the bus unless you're going to name them, Rooch.
<laughs> exactly. Who? Who, who you thrown under the well, bus? I think, I think the coach was very keen there, wasn't Which he? Which one was that then? Oh, you're saying the coach influenced the decision? Oh, I think so. They wouldn't do that. Oh, is that no. Neil Craig then, was, that, was it? No, Gary is. Was that Gary Neil is. Craig? No, Gary, Gary is then. Well, I tell you, I tell you the coach's influence in decisions in the first round, there's yeah. a litany of them. I'll give you oh, another yes. one. Yeah. Uh, Neil Danaher influenced Melbourne uh, to take um, Boland. I reckon it was nine. Um, they, they fall in love with tools who are no good coaches, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Uh, they've got to stay right out of it. They've got no idea what they're doing. I agree. Oh, I would love to have a microphone or a camera in the room when you're talking to a coach banging heads over players, Matty. I reckon it would have been great life. No, no, no. Oh, no mate, I had, a, I had a blue with Craigie. Over who? <laughs> he's, trying to tell me how to, he's trying to tell me how to organise a draft. I just walked out and sma- slammed the door shut. He's telling me how to organise uh, yes, the Matt and, Randell uh, book would be a very interesting you read. You've got to write one. Reach or write it for nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, do it. Good on you, Matty. We'll so, chat to so you. Yeah, it didn't surprise me about Craigie and Lawrence Anguin then when I when no, tried to do was, the same thing with was, me. Gary is Lawrence Anguin. Oh, was it easy? Okay. It was the Hawthorne connection. Uh, We might flesh out some of these arguments next week. They're they're, they're damn interesting. Hey, good on you, Matty, and uh, back a winner tomorrow at Ladies' Day. (laughs) Okay, thanks very much. See you. There he is, Matty Randall. He's an absolute ripper. Here's a text before we go. He was very diplomatic there, wasn't he? No, he never is. (laughs) 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 What about James Fantasia? Threw me under the bus in a heartbeat. That's a bit unfair on James. We'll we'll get him on. He can defend himself. Good man, James. Mm -hmm. Friend of the station. Uh, This text, Roach, imagine if Port got Polak back this year and Wingard back next year. No. No. (laughs) That's from Louis being a little bit facetious there. We'll take a break. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Nearly 4.57... In our new time slot, three to five now. That'll be the go for the rest of the year and next year as well. Uh, appreciate you jumping on. Appreciate all the texts as well. Um, Matty Rendell, he's always an entertaining chat because you never know what he's going to say. Roach, I think you should write a book. Oh, actually, yes. don't let well, don't let Matt write one. Right. It'll be like War and Peace. It'll go on forever. That's okay. Um, but you could do all the recruiters. And the blow-ups they've had with coaches. That was interesting to say that he slammed the door and walked out on New um, I, I still look at that vision of that draft where Port Adelaide called Travis Boak and the expression on Mark Williams' face when he wanted someone else. Yeah, who was it again he wanted? James Seller. Yeah. Our own James Seller. Who works here at SEM. Who then Neil Craig took. Yeah. So there was a lot of interest in him. And, like and that was Matt, pick 14. Pick like, 14 yeah. it was and that, like that James said, went for. Coaches love tall blokes. Yep. That's true, and he was a star junior. He yep. was a, uh, James Seller Local. was an Australian uh, Local. Yeah, volleyball player as well. Yep. So great agility, but um, yeah, you know, he played some good games for Adelaide and then ended up at uh, Melbourne. Mm. Um, tomorrow, Roots, we're on the road, okay, just in case you forget. We'll be doing the show live from Adrian Bryant Hyundai out good. there on South Road. If you want to pop out and say g'day, or more importantly, buy a vehicle from them. Maybe the new Tucson. It's yep. beautiful. And there's a big prize we'll announce tomorrow while we're there too. Is there? Oh, yes. I've read the running sheet. There's a big prize. What's that? Well, we're announcing it tomorrow, Kim. A prize tomorrow? The, yes. The, the dealership it has a big prize on offer. Does it? 
You didn't read the email today, did you? No, no, I haven't. I haven't checked that. I'm looking at Benny. You yes. haven't got confused with the thousand dollar fuel we're giving away. No, there's a big prize. Well, Ben's chortling out there laughing. Why are you laughing, Ben? Because he's read, read something. Am I allowed to read it now, or am I? Then no, in well, you make because... me nervous. Oh no, I'm not allowed to read it. You're not allowed to read it. No, I'm not allowed to read it. But You've yeah, gone off it. script again. You've gone rogue, Roach. No, that's well. I got the email. Um, we got to get out at four fifty nine fifty on the dot. What have I got? I've got nearly a minute. Hey, let's hear from Steve Smith talking about if Finch doesn't play, hey, who'll be hey, captain. It's... Oh, I assume Wadey would take the reins. He's been vice-captain, but um, uh, and I'm sure he'd do a terrific job as well. But, um, you know, I'm there to, to help in any way I, uh, I can. Um, I've obviously got a lot of experience and, yeah, vice-captain, obviously, the test side and I've captained before, so, look, I'd help in any way that I can. But, um, yeah, fingers crossed the guys that are having their scans um, can... Get some good news and, and be okay anyway. He was campaigning for it. Good luck to him. <laughs> he got to get in the side first. Hey, just between you and I, no one else. Just just you and I, yeah. 10 grand's on the table. Tomorrow. Can't help yourself, Rich. You're not meant to say anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Benny, was he meant to say that? Join us tomorrow. Adrian Bryant. If, if, if we've still got a job. <laughs> good night, everyone. All right. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.